Welcome to the conversation at airsafe.com. I'm your host, Todd Curtis. On April 3rd, 2015, I had a conversation with Newsmax Television where we discussed some of the recent revelations from the flight data recorder, which was recovered the previous day, from the German wings crash in France. I also discussed how this crash, which is suspected to be caused by deliberate pilot action, may be different from the several crashes of a similar type that have occurred in recent years. Still, so many questions remain after the crash that German wings plane into the French Alps. The black box, both of them have been mm -hmm. found now, the flight data recorder and also the flight uh, cockpit voice recorder. So we're going to go into depth on this issue now, and joining us to discuss this is Todd Curtis alongside Vera Gibbons, also Larry Elder sticking around with us. Uh, Todd, I wanted to ask you, because we have this second black box now, but in this day and age, when there is so much technology in these planes, and especially these Airbus planes, which a lot of times just fly by themselves, why do we still need these black boxes, and why can we not see this information in real time on the ground through air traffic control? Well, what you just said is indeed technically possible. But in aviation, anytime you make any sort of major technical change, results, which is also a regulatory and procedural change, there are a lot of ducks that you have to line up. You have to line up the major aviation entities, the U.S., Western Europe, etc., the manufacturers of these devices, as well as the regulatory agencies to answer the question, what is it that we want to do? How do we want to do it? And in what form does it take and how long it will take? Todd, what will this second black box tell us that we don't already know? It'll have specific details about the characteristics of the aircraft, specifically what the speeds were, when the speeds were changed, and other attributes about the aircraft that were only hinted at by the indirect evidence they had before. Obviously, the fact that it crashed, they could infer, for instance, the angle of the crash, the speed at the crash from the wreckage. But the black box information will give far more detailed information and will also give some hints as to what things may have been going on that were not recorded otherwise. For example, a combination of the cockpit voice recorder and the flight data recorder would confirm that certain actions were taken in a certain sequence. Todd, we know that the co-pilot uh, was diagnosed as being suicidal a couple of years ago. We know that he intentionally crashed that plane into the Alps. What other facts are emerging that we don't necessarily know? Well, there are some, uh, what seems to be uh, absent the crash, completely irrelevant information, but in the context of the crash, it makes sense. For instance, there are reports that his iPad was scanned and that there are certain searches for cockpit doors and for suicide methods. And there are other uh, pieces of information which may have been held privately. For example, his medical details, some of which should have been referred to, uh, or at least uh, the airline should have been informed about others of which were not. So one of the things that the background investigation will go into is what information was hidden, what information wasn't hidden, which will lead to larger questions. Given what has happened last month in, in France, are there changes that should be made, not just in aviation regulations with respect to pilot health, but with respect to privacy of that information? Does the airline have a right to know certain details about someone's medical history, given that it may impact airline safety. And of course we know, Todd, this is not the first time something like this has happened. There's anywhere between four or eight, I heard as many as 12 similar cases where a pilot has uh, buried a plane into the ground. You know, what, you, what leads you to believe that this might be different than those prior cases that would actually spur that kind of change? Well, the a number one thing that's different about this is where it occurred. It occurred in Europe, which has a very well-established, very thorough 
uh, system of investigating not only aviation incidents, but also revealing, uh, in this case, what sort of criminal activity may have uh, taken place. The techniques are, are good around the world, but only in a few countries are you going to have the kind of transparency and openness about it, that however painful it may be, the world will know about it and change will happen. And second, because it happened in, in Europe, and because the regulatory structure for aviation is on the same level, as far as level of uh, complexity and strictness as you would see in the U.S., if you have those two aviation entities saying something must change, it's much more likely it's going to change around the world. All right, we'll look for that change to take place. Todd Curtis, thanks so much for being with us. For more information on aviation safety and security, please visit airsafe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.